Welcome to a special edition of Transatlantic Strange Sessions History Ramblings with Lauren and Brian. This is Brian in the sweltering state of New York, and with me as always is... Lauren from the equally um, equally sweltering Swansea in the United Kingdom. And with us today, all the way from Wisconsin, the host of the best podcast on the internet, The Strange Sessions, Kurt and Krista, and... How's the weather there? It's warm. Well, it's 72. (laughs) That's (laughs) warm for Kurt. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have my air conditioner going. It's humid. It's like strangely humid. humid. It's definitely humid. It sucks here. (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to cool off later this week. So once it gets like, I don't, I feel like it's not 72 isn't that warm, but I don't like it. Yeah. Two weeks ago, it was snowing here and now it's 96 degrees. Yeah, that's how it like is here, Wisconsin. too. Yeah, yep, exactly. Just like Wisconsin. You got to understand, there's going to be an accent barrier here. But <laughs> once, once Lauren can understand Wisconsin, we'll be okay. Okay. We'll try to, we'll try to smooth it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do that for sure, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, Krista. This is an explicit show. You can drop all the F-bombs, <laughs> all the fuck shits, pisses, whatever assholes you want, because... You hold back so much on your show. I feel like you just did it for me. I did. (laughs) That's all we need. I think everybody just likes hearing Krista swear. Really? I think so. You know, I actually don't swear that much. Like, even off air, I'm not a big... I I don't know, I don't have much of a foul mouth. Well, I don't think it's the foul mouth thing, but I think there's several times where it's obvious you want to make a really bad taste joke. Oh, yeah, dirty. Like yes. it's super dirty. Yeah, I have a really dirty mind. So yes. I'm I'm always you hear me giggle at stuff Kurt saying, yeah. Yeah, so you're you you don't have to hold back on this show. You can <laughs> say whatever the hell. Ooh, the news is showing casinos. Casinos might open. Open casinos I, make Brian happy. I think ours here are opening a little bit by little bit. Lauren. What? You know what that means. What? When you're not going to be able to record anymore because you're going to live in the casino. Pretty, pretty, much, pretty much. I'm on like a three-month casino hiatus, and it's not good. Ah, okay. I, I love well, betting sports. Well, then what are you excited about? There's no sports well, anymore. That, that's, that's what really pisses me off, actually, is that the sports book finally opened in our casinos like three weeks before this happened. Oh, man. But I just like going to the casinos and playing, you know, I'll play slot machines, tables, I don't care. As long as I'm in a casino with that heavy oxygen being pumped in, so it's (laughs) keeping you wide awake, and they just keep giving you beverages that, you know, will make you loopy, I'm happy. And I'm a fat guy. They have buffets. I I think I've been in a casino maybe five times in my whole life. I'm just not a casino goer. Yeah, me neither. Now that's strange. You talk about staying strange. That's strange. I have better. I have better ways of throwing away my money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Strippers, right? Oh yeah. Yep. For sure. Jiggalos. That, well, that, that's where all Lawrence money goes. Apparently, at the stripper clubs. Wow. Lawrence. Lawrence always at the stripper club, waving around the, <laughs> making it rain. Making it rain on someone. <laughs> Hey, those girls are working their way through college. No, the, she's at the male stripper uh, clubs. Wouldn't they be men? Yeah, they're I working mean, their way through college either too. Or, either or. Oh. You know what I? No, Amazon. 
<laughs> Amazon is where my money goes. Amazon men? <laughs> we don't really have male strip joints around here. Under, down, under? Yeah, no. no I they, come, they come around during deer hunting season when all the yeah. guys are out so the girls can go watch them perform. Oh, but my I don't think God, we... that was just such a bizarre... Deer hunting season brings out the male strippers? No, it, it really does. Uh, totally. that's when, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's and you can... I think you can order some for bachelorette parties and stuff because a friend of mine ordered a stripper from Milwaukee that was dressed up like uh, uh, Austin Powers, and they got pulled over for speeding on the way here, and they got taken and put in a, put in jail with their Austin Powers stripper uniform outfit on. So you know, I know you can order them. Kurt, you were looking for uh, you know a job. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I... Lauren. Lauren, would you like a Kurt Strippogram? Hey, if somebody would pay for me to come over there, I totally would. <laughs> Stop putting me in positions, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to see whales. <laughs> I, I think we have a match. I'll find something I can wear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, what are we dressing him up as? We got to dress him up something Welsh. Can he, we, can he be like, you know... Uh, uh, Tom Jones? A dragon. A dragon? Oh, you gotta wear a Tom Jones like mesh shirt that he wore for a while. <laughs> like weird see-through mesh shirt. Oh, I have on. those hanging in my closet. Of course you do. <laughs> Even better if it's a half shirt. Oh my god. Well, please don't throw your underwear at Kurt, Brian, if no. he dresses as Tom Jones. Yeah, you, guys, not- you guys don't know that story, do you? I did once throw my underwear at Tom Jones at a concert. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. How did you manage that? Um, I the would, logistics I... seem impossible. <laughs> well, it's good aim, first off. Um, did you bring them along just yeah, was it like specially to throw, or did you take them off? I, the, the actual story is not nearly as fun as the end result, which is the, the underwear hitting Tom Jones' mic stand, which did happen. Oh, oh man. I used, to work, my... I used to work at concert <laughs> venues. And uh, I did like six or seven Tom Jones shows. I'm a huge Tom Jones fan. I really am a diehard huge Tom Jones fan. And I was telling all these guys in the crew that it's amazing that to this day these women will throw their underwear at Tom Jones. It's just crazy. And this was 20 years ago, though. And they didn't believe me. And I said, well, you watch. Tomorrow night they'll be throwing their underwear. And I was in the orchestra pit, like at the soundboard. So when the underwear started flying, I decided it would be great to throw a pair of mine, too. (laughs) Hit them right in the mic stand. He never we missed a beat. Keep, we need to keep you away from our podcast microphones. <laughs> yeah, if we, if we ever do a live show, you're banned from the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, Kurt will throw his podcasting underwear at you. That's right. No, I, I need those. I can't lose those. Those are my lucky podcasting underwear. And, and Until I, they disintegrate off your body. <laughs> There's some guys that like freeballing. I don't. I, I No. I, it's just not. Not I, cool. I, I think I could in the winter, but not in the summer. <laughs> See, Kurt knows why. Chris and, and, and Lauren are just like, I have no I, idea what I, they're talking I, about. I, I totally know where you're coming and from. guys right? know exa- Every guy listening right now goes, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not doing that in the summer. <laughs> every woman's just going, what? But. Yeah. yeah. I'm also going, I'm not sure I really want to know. <laughs> I'm yeah, perfectly you, okay not knowing. You don't. You don't. But let me just tell guys out there in the summer. Chafing issue. 
No, but but I want to do a little PSA now for any guy listening to this show that decides he's going to, you know, free ball it in the summer. Don't sit down too fast. Oh, ouch. Uh, sure, sure, sure. ouch. Ouch. Why ouch. is it different than the winter? Because they're... They shrink up in the winter? They're no. tight. They tighten. Yes. It, it, in okay. the winter, they're trying to get the body heat so they go as close to the body as possible. In the summer, they're trying to get away from the body heat as to not kill the baby-making formula. Mm. Well, I have learned something today. <laughs> and both Kurt and I are in our late 40s now, so it's even worse. <laughs> We need to start a testicle talk podcast. <laughs> have you noticed te- that, that? Testies talk. Testies talk. Like, now that I'm in my, like, mid-40s, I have to, like, make sure the shorts I buy at least go to my knees. <laughs> uh, oh, I know the feeling. Yeah. Oh, it sucks being old. It does. It's terrible. I will, I will be 50 in July. No. Yep. I knew yep. that. It's still shocking. I know. See, you women, you age gracefully. Us, nah, not so much. No. We do. Yeah. <laughs> I openly admit it, yes. We do. <laughs> not me. You know, I, I was young and handsome at one point. Now I kind of look like, you know, uh, uh, like Yeti. Like, kind of like a hairy job of the hut. I'm just like sitting in a chair now going, where's my casino and Cheetos? Or, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Actually, that's not true. Goldfish crackers are my my my, my snack of choice. But sure, good. I I do have a bone to pick with you two about your speaking of snacks. Uh oh. You you guys got it in poor Lauren's head to have to order a box of moon pies after your <laughs> one episode. <laughs> moon it pies are delicious. They are good. Yeah, yeah but you know how expensive late. it is to order them in Wales. No, it's from Amazon. It was fine. Oh, see, I felt bad. I thought you were paying like $30 shipping on a thing of moon pies. No, we have um, shops here that um, sell American um, treats. Oh, so there's bad shit. (laughs) Yeah, the bad stuff. One of uh, of our supermarkets is... Oh, I lost Lauren. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, is that better? That's much better. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I, I approve of uh, American products being sold. Although, well, Kurt, you were in England. Did you actually eat the food while you were there? The food there was amazing. Oh, I loved it. Ever was since awful, it was not. It was great. Ever ever since I got back from there, I have loved the idea of baked beans with breakfast. Okay. I think almost every morning I was there, I got one of the British breakfasts that had the baked beans, the the bacon. All that stuff, and it was just amazing. Baked beans I, for I, breakfast I, are just fun for the rest of the day. They <laughs> are. Everyone they you're are. with. Oh, What's wrong with our food, Brian? Did you, do you ever have a hot dog off of one of those carts there? I make good hot dogs in my work, Brian. Okay, look. I, she's using her name. That means she's mad at oh, you. Oh, she's always mad at me. That's <laughs> nothing new there. I'm in, I'm, I'm in London, and I'm, I'm outside the Royal Albert Hall. And I've been going around all day, running around like a madman, and I'm going to the concert that night, uh, going to see Clapton in the Royal Albert Hall, haven't, wow. eaten, haven't eaten all day. Me and my brother say, hey, look, there's a hot dog cart. We'll just grab a quick hot dog before the show. Americans listening do not ever get a hot dog in London. <laughs> <gasps> Lies. He's lying. Do no. First no. off, I've been asked to describe what it was like. And all I can say is, I've never actually eaten a turd. 
<laughs> but I know what it's like to bite into one now. You've heard some of the stuff that we've eaten on our podcast, so yeah, I'll, I think I'll take uh, any of that over the London hot dog. Yeah, no. was it a fish flavored turd? Because that might come close. <laughs> yeah, we've so much nasty. You know what? I believe this is an English thing, and I did not know this existed until recently. But stargazy pies. Do you no. know what stargazy pies are? No. No. Look it them sounds up. Sounds good. No. Look them up on Google sometime. Look up look up a picture of it on Google. It's not like it's some like, kind of like urban dictionary thing, is it? Cuz like No. 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 Go on Google, look up a picture of it. It is horrid. It is a I think it's a meat-based pie. Oh, but they London. have yeah. they have entire dead fish in the pie <laughs> and the fish are all positioned that they are oh, all no. looking out of the crust <laughs> at the sky. I'm looking at a that, picture. Yes. No. That is that is stargazy pie, that, and I did. That's glorious. I, I did not back at you. No. Oh, it's from Cornwall. They make funny things in Cornwall. <laughs> I would say if they make stargazy pie, Weird. that's yeah. They put was... cockles in pasties. Shh, don't listen to the Cornish. <laughs> cockles in pasties. Weird. The... In pasties, yes. Okay. Pasties and pasties are. You're thinking of a different pasty. I'm back to the stripper club. That Lauren spends all her money at the stripper club. Yeah, no, past. We have pasties here. We have uh, a lot of pasties in Wisconsin. A lot of pasties too, but a lot of pasties. Oh, see, like a Upper Michigan thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? We don't have pasties here. They're full nude. (laughs) (laughs) A pasty like this is going to sound dirty, but it's a meat stuffed pie. (laughs) <laughs> wow! <laughs> like a handheld meat stuff. <laughs> now that's dirty. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> Once I stuffed the meat pie with my hand, that's when it became dirty. Uh, now, if it's goodness. a double-fisted meat stuffed pie, <laughs> oh, that's something you got to look up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. No, just don't Google that. Whatever you no. do. You know, me, me and some friends of mine decided at one point we were going to make up things that sounded like they were from the Urban Dictionary and just start using them to see if people thought they really meant something, just to see how twisted people's minds were if they were trying to like put an image to what like a Michigan butter knife is. <laughs> we were just like making words up at random. <laughs> Michigan butter knife. Hey, <laughs> you got something to do tonight? Daddy wants to show mommy the Michigan butter knife. You know. <laughs> Oh my god! It really has no meaning. We just made up nonsense words just to see what people would think. That's great, actually. Uh, but you got to be careful because there are legit ones like the Alabama Hot Pocket or the oh. Green Bay. The Green Bay Butter Churner okay. is a good one. Now, now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Lauren is one of the world's leading scholars on the suffragette movement and feminism. We have one of the great living 21st century feminists on the line. So let's all give our favorite urban dictionary <laughs> definition. Jeez. <laughs> Lauren, you go first. <laughs> um, I don't have one. Liar. <laughs> not, not lying. I, I, I... Please don't look one up now because you will hate me forever if you decide to look <laughs> stuff up. Do you even do you know what the Urban Dictionary is? Yes, I do. I I know. I know. All I know from the Urban Dictionary is eating, which is to throw something away. Oh well, <laughs> um, whatever you do, do not look up uh, Alaskan Pipeline. No, the Alaskan <laughs> Pipeline is gross. Or, okay, I'm uh, totally naive to this stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. Or the Texas Chili Dog. <laughs> oh 
God. Look up the Texas chili dog. People, what I'm telling you, do not look up the Texas chili dog. He's saying look it up. That's what he's saying. Um, the Alaska Pipeline's a bad one, too. Although I do like the Angry Dragon. That one's kind of funny. <laughs> Angry Dragon's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a Green Bay Butter Churner, and that is disturbing. I, I, ooh, I don't think I want to know the Green Bay Butter Churner. You do not. I thought Green Bay Packers was bad sounding enough. <laughs> we get so many jokes about the Packers. Oh my god, why did you tell me that word? I've just Googled it. What which one? <laughs> That's good the butter churner. Oh the <laughs> Which one? Alaskan pipeline. Oh god. All I know is that. Right now, somewhere when my brother is listening to this, he is going to do a spit take when he hears that Lauren looked up the Alaskan pipeline. <laughs> up with this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Although I do like the downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> you know what that one is? No, I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, go ahead, look that one up, and you can actually read that one in there because it's not that bad. It's not a sexual one. Uh, <laughs> he found it. Christy, you don't know about the Urban Dictionary? Oh, gosh, now I'm looking them up. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> don't tell Julie Brown. That's, I'm not going to say if that's ever happened to me or not. It's happened to everybody. Downtown Julie Brown is when you're down to the last square of toilet paper and your finger rips through the paper, leaving your <laughs> finger exposed and full of poo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't believe Krista doesn't know the Urban Dictionary. It's the no. worst. It's the worst thing the internet's ever given us. I guess. Wow. Anything. It's a great time waster. I we th- really need to. We really need to give Neil the link to the event. No. <laughs> no. <'Cause> the <laughs> one. So, the scary thing is, is I don't know if people actually do some of the things on there. Like, I mean, I'm sure some are done. Like everyone, not everyone's done it. I almost said everyone's done a rusty trombone, but. <laughs> <laughs> Never participated in a rusty trombone. I've never participated in a rusty trombone or a dirty Sanchez or any of those things, but I'm sure people have. (laughs) Texas Chili Dog, not so much. No, but then you get to the point where people are trying to outdo the grossness of other people. Yeah, like Michigan Butter Knife. See, you should have have an episode on the history of the Urban Dictionary. Ooh, that would be great. (laughs) See, I'll I'll just listen to that, and then I won't have to spend hours being horrified by what I Google. Exactly. I'm going to be ill that day, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) She has a prior engagement, whatever day that is. It doesn't matter what day that is, she's busy. She's busy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was seeing if Urban Dictionary had a This Day in History, but they do not. Ooh, speaking of This Day in History, you guys want to play our This Day in History game? Sure. All right, so you know know how it works, right? No. Okay. (laughs) Basically... I'm just game for anything. <laughs> Basically, nice. we take this day, which is um, May 27th, and we look for something interesting that happened on May 27th in history. Since we do a history show, we decide to be somewhat educational when not talking Urban Dictionary. And uh, I know I know, Lauren's got one. Well, Krista and I talked earlier. We both picked one, but I picked three of them because I think she picked the same one that I originally picked, but I am not 100% sure. But I think we think the same way, so I think she picked the same one. All right, so, hey, Lauren, who should we make go first, Kurt or Krista? 
Um, Krista. Krista, ladies first. Well, good, because I only picked one. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so you just kind of roll through it, huh? Whatever yeah. your topic is. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about, and Kurt, you'll have to tell me if this is what you were thinking, Centralia, Pennsylvania. That is it. That's the one that I was originally going to do. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. Um, okay, so briefly, uh, Centralia is a small little town in Pennsylvania, and in the 1850s, it became a coal mining town. Um, there were two mines that uh, originally opened up in 1856, and then in the years that followed, probably a handful more opened up. Um, every year, the fire department would set the local landfill on fire as part of like a waste management effort and had usually done so right around this time of year. So on this day, May 27th in 1962, the firefighters set the dump on fire as usual, but they failed to fully extinguish the fire this time. <laughs> Apparently, an unsealed opening in the pit allowed the fire to enter the labyrinth of mines underneath the ground. And even though multiple attempts were made over the following weeks to extinguish the fire, they were not successful because it's still burning today. Whoa. So, yeah. So, if you've listened to the strain sessions, you've heard me talk about the video game series Silent Hill. And this is why this stood out to me. Um, it's my favorite video game series. And it was also adapted into two movies. Um, and there's a bit of conflicting information about what inspired the video game, but... I did read that the movie was inspired by Centralia, and if you've watched at least the first movie, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> visuals of, you know, the town with coal that's burning under the ground and smoke coming up from the streets and things like that. So um, it inspired Dean Koontz's book, Strange Highways, and also David Wellington's book, Vampire Zero. Um, so basically, the town's kind of a ghost town. I say a semi-ghost town because as of the 2010 census, there were still 10 people living there. Three were on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think lethal levels of carbon monoxide, hot steam, smoke, unstable ground. Like, most of the town has moved away, but 10 people in 2000, as of 2010 were still like, yeah, I'll live here. Yeah, there are you, some you people can... that will not leave. No. And you can still see videos of it and the smoke coming up and all that, yeah. so it's just people, crazy. People kind of flocked there after the movie, the Silent Hill movie came out. Um, people wanted to go experience it. So, But there's a church, like a Ukrainian Catholic church that's still open, and people who used to live in the town, who live in neighboring towns, still go there to church. Apparently it's built on solid rock, so there's no um, risk of it collapsing into the mines below, so... See, and I thought Silent Hill was that movie about Jamaican bobsledders. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was that movie called? That was Cool Runnings. Cool Running, Cool Runnings, eh? Yeah. I, I was going to say Silent Running, but that's a completely different movie. Uh, you, I know, never heard of you know, people wouldn't leave Chernobyl when that happened. And uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Love Canal. Yeah. That's right near me. That's like, you know, only a few miles away from Buffalo. And there were people that wouldn't leave there either. They stayed the whole time. Even when Ed Begley Jr. would show up saying, get out, people, there's, like, toxic waste. No, they stayed. I, it doesn't surprise me. I, I don't get it. That was that that was a that was a freaky day in history because it just make, it scared me. Like, lava is, like, my biggest fear. And now that I know there's places where there's, like, 
fires underground that have been raging since 1962. <laughs> I am not going to sleep tonight. Right. <laughs> it is the thing that nightmares are made of, you know? I mean, did you guys read about uh, what they're happening in, in, in uh, Siberia right now with the zombie fires? I'm not making this up. I didn't dream this. Anybody heard about it? Yes, you did. You dreamed it, Brian. I'm sure you dreamed it. No, it's not my toast fucking, which <laughs> is code for when you thought you saw something but dreamed it. Um, there's these fires in Siberia that are called zombie fires because it's 40 degrees warmer than average there. So the snow is melting and it's lower than it's ever been and all these fires are popping up. And it actually turns out they're fires that have been raging for years and years and years under the snow. That wow. are just now being exposed. Wow, I did not hear anything about that. Zombie fires. That's scary shit. It's not that scary. I, but then again, I, I live... Well, where I live, there's there was a village where there used to be a coal mine. And a house was built near there. And the, the hill was on fire for years. It extinguished itself in the end. But it's just... One of those things. Yeah, that's it's amazing. That's not just it one is. of those things. That's terrifying. Yeah. No, if you see it, it's not that terrifying. It's just you just see smoke coming out of the ground. And you say, Oh look, that's my flaming hill. That's Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> well it is. I mean it happens with coal mines sometimes. Uh, that's why you never buy a house near a coal mine or on top of what used to be a coal mine. Because weird stuff happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, how about, Lauren, you get to go now for a day in history. <laughs> Mine's not scary, Brian, so don't worry. All right. So, at 11.20, Richard III of Capua is anointed as prince two weeks before his untimely death. Oh, yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Indeed. Y'all know about the Richard III stuff? No. No. You know who Richard III was, right? This isn't Richard III from England, you know. I know, but I want to talk about the other Richard III because I have an announcement to make. Oh, you're very proud of yourself, aren't you? I am. (laughs) Now, do you guys remember when they found that skeleton in that car park in England back in 2011? Yes. And it turned out to be the remains of Richard III? Okay, yes. And they actually had all the geneticists and DNA experts and everything prove it? Mm-hmm. The world's leading genetic researcher, the person who proved the, the, the remains were Richard III, Dr. Turi King, just today agreed to come on the show. Nice. 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 And, uh, yeah, I love Turi King. Did you ever see the funeral? They, they broadcast the funeral. I'm not quite sure. Was it available in America? But there, it there was. was but there was this woman, and she was something to do with the Richard III Society, and she championed it for years. And I was watching it with my mother, and I genuinely thought that she was going to throw herself in after him. <laughs> <laughs> she loved him that much that she was going to throw throw herself in with him. But she, she do when they found a body there. Um, she was there with the with a copy of the Royal Standard, trying to give the scientists this Royal Standard to cover his bones, and they wouldn't let her anywhere near because they'd found that the skeleton had they had 
the marks of, you know, scoliosis. And they were trying to keep her away, but she's desperately trying to give her this royal standard. And they're like, no, you can't do that because we don't know. But she's like, yes, it's him, it's him. That was weird. She was weird. She's weird. Yeah, yeah, the Richard the Third people are scary. And I shouldn't say that because they'll come after me now. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the Richard the Third people. I like them a lot. Um, no, but they take that, like, really seriously. If you start, like, making fun of Richard, they go nuts. Or if you even suggest that he was responsible for murdering his nephews in the tower. We're not suggesting that. No. <laughs> he did. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> I'm allowed. Oh, see what you... Wales. I, I, of course, my Welsh heritage would mean that I would have a natural affinity to Tudors, so... It's true. It's I don't... believe the we do a lot of Henry VIII stuff. You guys are making me realize how little history I know. 100%. Well, you're, you, we're, you're an American. You're not supposed to. <laughs> it's true. Lauren likes it's to true. point out all the time that we're Americans. Our country's so young, we don't have history. You That's have also history. true. That is kind of true. Kurt, what, what, what's your day in history? My, my day in history, very short, not much to say about it. In 1977, the Sex Pistols on this date released God Save the Queen. Yes, that was one of my choices. I was going to pick yep. that. I saw that, too. I was, yeah. It's, uh, and it was interesting that despite it being banned by the BBC, it hit number one in the UK. And I thought it was funny that on the chart, they would just have a blank line there because they would not say the name of the song. Yes. And that's technically, just gonna... Technically, nothing got to number one that week. No, no, but that just brings more attention to it, I feel, you know. I think that is absolutely wonderful. That I'm a music nut. I love everything from, you know, I'm a classical music aficionado and, and nerd, and, and I get made fun of a lot for that. I'm, I'm a jazz musician. I love all music, but I still say the Sex Pistols release of God Save the Queen is one of the greatest things to ever happen in rock and roll. Really? Oh, yeah. I was never a Sex Pistols guy. The Clash I liked, but I feel like those are two different well, see, I things. Always, I preferred The Damned to The Pistols. Yeah. But it's just releasing that song at that moment at that time was just, that was the it, F.U. It, that Yeah, it caused Rock such a shitstorm. I was reading about it, and it was just such a shitstorm at the time. You know, and it just kind of amazed me how much of a mess that was that's what i love it's like those there's these moments in rock and roll that are so important that because of what they happened at the elvis shaking his hips on television is one of those moments <laughs> it was just such an f you you know and uh jimmy Elva, Jim elvis Morrison saying on what was he on he was on the uh, uh he, it's all show get much higher yeah they told yep. him he couldn't say that and he said it very pointedly and said, said it anyway yeah yeah do you, guys, do you guys ever hear my Doors story? Are you Doors fans? Oh, yeah. No, not at all. I love the Doors. All right, so that same place where I used to work concerts where I threw my underwear at Tom Jones, <laughs> <clears throat> it was right around the time the Doors movie came out. Oh, sure. So, so it was like this huge resurgence in everything Doors. And all three living members of the Doors went on separate tours. Remember, Densmore went on that lecture thing where he would talk about the songs and talk about Jim while he played, like, along with tracks. It was like some performance art thing. 
And Raymond Zarek put his own band together and went on the road, and Robbie Krieger went on the road. And Krieger came and played the place I was working. And, you know, showed up at like 2 in the afternoon like people do at these venues. And I was a guitar player, and one other guy on the crew were guitar players, so we would always just hover to the guitar players, and we would talk guitars, because guitar players are like porn addicts. <laughs> if you get guitar players together, they just start talking guitars like in like this really weird way. And now with like everyone with like the f- internet on their phones, like at my cigar shop, if there's other guitar players that we're sitting in the corner showing each other pictures on our phone, and everyone thinks we're like sharing porn, but it's really just <laughs> pictures just... of guitars and strings, and that's how guitar <laughs> players are. It's weird. So Krieger comes through, and uh, we're just all talking guitars, and he's like, oh, man, now I want to go check out some new guitars. Uh, is there any good guitar stores around here? So we said, yeah, there's this one a couple miles away. We'll, we'll go. And all of a sudden I realized, me and my buddy Danny and Robbie Krieger are in the car going to the guitar <laughs> store. And we get there, and I swear on whatever deity you choose to believe in, if any, the guy at the counter was wearing a fucking Doors shirt. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we walk in. It's me and Danny and Robbie Krieger. Krieger's asking around, hey, can I check that guitar out? Can I play it? And the guy's like, yeah, just let me know what you want to try, and I'll bring a chord for you. And Krieger picks this guitar up off the wall, sits down on a stool. Guy plugs it in, and he just starts playing, just, you know, checking out the guitar. The guy in the door shirt comes over, watches him for a minute, and says, you know, dude, you're pretty good. You ever think of joining a band? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Krieger looks up and goes, nah, I just play for fun on the weekends. <laughs> you know, to a lot of people, though, Jim Morrison was the Doors. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, there's a we, bunch of other guys behind them. <laughs> we, 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 we left the place. I'm like, Robbie, he was you. You were on his T-shirt. <laughs> and he stopped. And the, goes, he goes, hey, man, did anybody did anybody tell the guy? No. <laughs> Eventually? No. <laughs> he didn't deserve to know. No, no, no. no he didn't. Good point. So, Good point. He looks at me in the parking lot and he goes, Brian, man, you got to understand. John and Ray and me were musicians. Jim was a rock star. Yeah, totally. Yep. And he walked yep. away. And I'm like, wow, that's really kind of cool to hear. But I love that he was actually on the guy's T-shirt. And the guy <laughs> asked him if he ever thought of playing in a band. <laughs> but, that is awesome. But, uh, yeah, I digress. I guess I got to go a day in history now. Um, yes. Here's one for you, Lauren. In 1856, Dr. William Palmer was found guilty of poisoning in Stafford, the UK. Another serial killer convicted. Isn't, isn't that fun? I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say something tumblety then, because then you just yeah. Uh, no, no. I the, see a doctor, he, and I think no, please don't. No, Dr. William Palmer, another wife poisoner, found yeah. guilty. Yeah, what is with your your uh? Well, he was English, but UK, England, Ireland, with all the wife poisoners. It was... We, we had a lot of people poison their husbands and children as well. Yeah, so you think it was just fashionable? <laughs> no, it was to do with insurance. You could take out insurance on people very cheaply, and there weren't very many questions asked, because, especially with children, because of the high infant mortality rates. Wow. So, that actually makes a lot of sense. So yeah. if you if you were especially if you lived in an industrial area, you could say it was the fumes from the pit where they worked or the the factory where they worked. You could say lots of things, and people and you know those poisons were 
easily available. They did exist in the workplace as well. They were byproducts of smelting. Yeah, it was just easy. Hey, uh, it was convenient. Kurt, Krista, are you guys a little scared by how nonchalant she was about that? <laughs> <laughs> Remind me not to try any drinks from her on our show. Yeah, I was going to say, remember we were, I, it was off air, but we were talking about Kurt trying to, like, get his way back over to the UK by uh, going to be a stripper in Wales. He changed his mind now. Yeah, he doesn't want to go now. <laughs> Just don't accept any drinks. Nothing opened. Nothing that's opened. Yeah, yeah you, you, you know, we've we, we, we done a lot of killing in America, too. <laughs> that's America. You still get uh, husbands trying to poison their wives, wives trying to poison their husbands. You still get a lot of that. Yeah. We're more into mass shootings here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you guys, do you, do you ever read about like the weird deaths, like the weird murders in America? Just like, it's never funny to make fun of like abuse. Obviously, it's a terrible, terrible subject. But do you ever see some of like the really weird murders and the reasons people get killed? Like the family reunion where the guy shot the other guy because he was wearing a Dale uh, Earnhardt hat instead of a Jeff Gordon hat. <laughs> I, I did know. hear that. I yeah. did hear that. I mean, that's America. Yeah, that, that, is. that is America. There was another one. Wasn't somebody shot in America? This was back in the 90s for taking someone else onto a talk show to reveal that they had a crush on yes. them. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that. That's America. In England, it's like, yeah, we'll just poison you. <laughs> Have a drink. We like we like to be a little bit more grand about it. I guess. Yeah, we're civilized. <laughs> we're the civilized killers. You Americans are barbarians with your guns. Right? We like slow, painful deaths. <laughs> we like to make it look like it like it was natural, though. So, you know. you so see- smart. You're smart about yeah. it. <laughs> That's why Jack the Ripper was probably American because he was showing off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he got I away like with that it. theory. But he I got like away with theory. it. Got away with it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't that smart if he, he was American. I'm sorry, American. <laughs> you guys got protesters in Wisconsin? Yeah, we do. They're uh, in Madison. They were protesting oh. the governor wanting things to stay closed. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting that here, and it's like. I don't know when New York turned into Alabama, but <laughs> yeah, it's I bad. I don't know how many of those people now have COVID as well, because they were all just like on top of each other without masks on. I did love the pastor that was preaching that he was the only thing that could cure COVID was him, and now he's dead of COVID. Oh, no way. I didn't <laughs> hear about that. I didn't yeah. hear about that either. Yeah, and the, yeah, be- and the best part that. is his parishioners believe he's the Messiah and are trying to resurrect him now. Wow. <laughs> if he comes back, I'll maybe start believing him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Yeah, when Koresh didn't come back, uh, <laughs> I lost all yeah. faith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they're they protesting here, and I, I just don't get it. They're protesting here as well. Yeah, but they're protesting that they can't buy poison there. <laughs> no, seriously. I just think, I think some of it is just protesting to protest. Just for something to do. Nothing else to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, Stay inside, listen to podcasts. Three's Company Marathon. There was 24 hour Three's Company Marathon on. It's time to protest when there's a 24 hour Three's Company Marathon. 
but it's it's become such a I mean, the whole thing now is basically a political dividing line. That's Mm -hmm. basically what it is. So I feel like that's where the protests came from. That's because they all finished Tiger King. Now they have nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're all they ran out of things to binge watch. And uh, you're binging something now, aren't you, Kurt? Yeah, Letterkenny, the show Letterkenny. I'm just in love with this show. And I've had so many people tell me for so long I need to watch it. And it's a really good show. It's dumb humor. It's dumb, gross it's funny, humor. Though. But it is funny. Yeah. The I, way they deliver. Yeah, and considering I'm from Wisconsin, I have a hard time figuring out some of the stuff they're saying with their <laughs> Canadian accents. <laughs> I thought you were just because I think since I'm from Wisconsin, a lot of the jokes go over my head. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. But there's just not a lot that I'm binging lately. I'm, I've, I'm not really a binge watcher. I just binged Last Kingdom on Netflix. I loved that. But Never was, even heard of that. Was it really the Last Kingdom? <laughs> well, probably not. But... It'll be a Last Kingdom Part Two. I was pissed off yeah. when the Last Exorcism Part Two came out. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> I actually, remember that movie. Yeah, who, who, the last exorcism too? That, that doesn't even make sense. It's that's like final. Good... That's like Final Destination two, three, you know? <laughs> four, it's five. True. There's a very good um, documentary on exorcism from the director that um, directed The Exorcist, William Friedkin. Yes. Too bad they don't. Uh, oh, we can get into some paranormal stuff here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Exorcisms don't exist. I'm sorry, there, there's no demons. Well, the demons might not exist, but the exorcisms are real. Well, the exorcisms are real and criminal. But yeah, they can they can be. Lauren well, talked to a is... demon, didn't you, Lauren? What? Didn't you talk to a demon on the Ouija board? Oh, they're just a bit of fun, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's, it, I think the effects with Ouija boards are more psychological than actually... Um, anything coming through but i have heard a lot of crazy stories after some people have um, used a ouija board oh yeah there's a i know a lot of I'm people not... that have had experiences yeah. with ouija boards people that i trust oh yes yeah, same here yeah um i um i I've, I've used one twice and it was very obvious that someone was moving the planchette these are at public ghost hunts so fingers crossed and hope that the people knew what they were doing because you know <laughs> but i i wouldn't say that um considering the psychology the psychological issue around them that they would be the best thing to use if you were a paranormal researcher yeah. no i totally agree with I that i wouldn't use one yeah yeah because the parker brothers might get you right? <laughs> yes oh it, it was about it's it, it it's an Egyptian thing, really. They used to talk... They, it was about talking to the subconscious, not about any other spirits or anything. They used to use it to talk to the subconscious to help them make decisions. Now, but, yeah. I know you guys That's... have talked Ouija boards on the show. Have you either of you ever used them? Oh, sure. As a kid. Yes. But that was, I guess, different because we were just playing. And what what Zozo say? <laughs> Huzzozo, Brian. It's Huzzozo. Ah... Uh... And isn't there Mama as well? The Zozo and Mama. Mama. I'm gonna defer to Kurt on that one. I don't know. 
I don't know either. You don't know Zozo? I know Zozo. Just keep saying that name, guys. <laughs> well, Brian doesn't believe. So. Yeah, Zozo ain't coming here. Um, just wait, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I believe that a Zozo exists. I don't know that I believe demons exist, but they scare the crap out of me enough that I just don't <laughs> want to even mess with it. Just yeah. in case. Just in case. Okay, first off, if a demon showed up here, my cat would kick the shit out of it. <laughs> wow. Cleopatra. I mean, cranky, but. <laughs> Cleopatra is not taking kindly to demons coming into her place. Cleopatra. I love that. <laughs> She's like, hey, demons out. No religious shit in this house, she says. <laughs> Except for her. I mean, she's a cat. She must be worshipped. Worship. No, she's worshipped, yeah. yeah. I, I've never used a Ouija board, only because uh, I don't like spelling. <laughs> so I don't want to be responsible for spelling things correctly. Uh, well, you blame it on the ghost. Oh, yeah. Casper's illiterate. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, you've got it, especially here when you, when they're talking about having a 16th century ghost or something. You think, well, it, there's a possibility he may be illiterate. He wouldn't spell the same way because English was different. They used to spell a little more phonetically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you do have to wonder how much of it is actually true. That would be done. <laughs> I can't say that. You guys have all been on ghost uh, hunting expeditions and. I, I, I've never ghost hunted. Ghosts are afraid of me. Well, I, I, I guess when you, I watch a lot of paranormal programs for the, for the history, um, but you've got to wonder when you they go to places like Italy and all the ghosts speak English. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when ghost- you get an EVP that's in another language, to me, that's like, okay, wait a minute, that yeah. that's odd. I've heard EVPs in Welsh, and I'm like, well, that's a bit weird. I got a question. You guys are all about ghosts, and you guys are all experts on the topic. Do ghosts fart? Well, they don't eat, so probably not. So then Sarah's lying. (laughs) It's not a ghost. It's just her. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a demon. (laughs) Sulfur? Yeah, the smell of sulfur. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mean. You you realize I'm only saying this about her because she's sitting two feet away from me? Well, of course. (laughs) I wouldn't be doing that if, like, she wasn't in the room knowing, because then when she listens to it later, she'd get, like, like... Pissed. Uh, yeah, that might be a word for it. (laughs) Are you within smacking distance? Exactly, yeah. Does Narnia Narnia fart? Because every once in a while, Cleo rips one that's brutal. Yeah, she does, and they're, they're bad. I don't know what it is about cat farts, but cat farts are the worst. Yeah, it's like this, it's this, It's ungodly. Yeah. There's only one time I've actually heard it. Usually it's just silent but violent, but there was one time that I heard it, and it's like, wow. Somebody... Well, ever since we got hard floors, Lucy's always make noise now, and they always scare her. She always whips around like, oh my god, where did that come from? <laughs> All right. You know what? Then my cat probably has a podcast where she's talking about how bad my farts smell. <laughs> First off, farts are funny, okay? <laughs> I remember Dennis Miller, before he went crazy, which, which, was, he, which he did, 
Yes. Uh, but in one of his old stand-up specials, he said something along the lines of being a father and things you learn. And he says, one thing you got to learn with a five-year-old is that five-year-olds think farts are incredibly funny. And the reason is because farts are incredibly funny. <laughs> and I, my favorite fart story, I know totally off topic, but my favorite farts were in my first apartment I ever lived in. I was like, I lived in this little basement studio apartment and all the apartments in the building had hardwood floors. And right above me was this like smoking hot, like college, like sophomore, she's probably 22 years old, just beautiful girl. She lived right above me. And she used to like to sit on the hardwood floor. And she lived alone and didn't realize people could hear her farts reverberating through the building. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you'd see this gorgeous little blonde and all you could think of was <laughs> going through the whole house. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Lauren, good fart stories? <laughs> Well, I thought we were talking about the paranormal. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, back to the paranormal. <laughs> um, now, you guys went on, uh, like, overnight ghost hunts with, like, you know, the whole, like, recording equipment and stuff before, haven't you? Just, like, an audio recorder and a camera, basically, uh, uh, for pictures, still pictures. We don't didn't do, like, video stuff like that. So you didn't pull that, what was that, what was that, like they do on the shows? maybe once in a great while <laughs> there was one place that we've investigated that we had stuff happen a lot and we might have done some of that there but for the most part no it's not it's real ghost hunting is nothing like what you really see in the no. it's a lot of sitting shows. around waiting for stuff to happen a and, lot of sitting around and, and hearing a lot of your, fun yeah because you're with your s- friends and yeah it's a lot of hearing another member fart. That's what it is. <laughs> and blaming it on the ghosts. Yes, blame it on the ghost. Zozo just but, ripped a bad one. <laughs> but no, it's the shows. I think shows like Ghost Hunters or, or even Most Haunted or uh, Zach Bagan's show, I think they all start out with really good intentions. And then they realize that they need to keep amping it up what happens, you know, to get viewers in. And I think they get hooked in this. I, um, I have actually spoken to a few people who are professional magicians who say they've been approached by producers of these shows and asked to rig stuff up. Yeah. To to gimmick something to fool the hosts. So the hosts aren't Mm -hmm. actually lying, but the producers are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep, That's I totally. Shady. I've never I, heard that. Oh, yeah. I totally believe that happens. Oh yeah, I've talked to magicians who've been asked to do it, and they most of them have said no because it's against their own you know morals. Because most of them spend careers trying to prove that this stuff doesn't exist. They're not going to help make people believe it does. Yeah, but it's some shady stuff. There's only one magician. There's only one magician that would have done that, and it'd have been Houdini for funds. Well, he, the last half of his life was spent trying to debunk people. So I don't know if he yeah. would have. You know that there's a lot of people who believe that's what got him killed. Ooh, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. He he got punched in the stomach. That's what got him killed. Yeah, but a lot of doctors today say that a punch to the abdomen like that would not have would not have burst his appendix, which caused his death. 
Well, if he was already um, suffering from appendicitis, it might have. It might have, but a lot of people also say he might have been poisoned. So I think it was a Brit. We have to look for someone from the UK if he was poisoned. <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle. That's one of the names mentioned. But that's a whole <laughs> other show. Well, no, that's not the only murder that he's um, accused of doing. He's actually accused of murdering somebody and stealing Sherlock Holmes off them. Yep. See, see what you guys learn on a show like this? <laughs> Houdini was actually born near here, which I didn't know until recently. Appleton. Yes. Yep, Appleton, Wisconsin. Although, I, ha- I hate to burst your Wisconsin bubble, he lied about that. <sighs> he was born in Europe, but uh, he claimed to be born in Appleton because he was very proud to be an American and didn't want to be thought of as an immigrant. We'll still take it. Well, yeah, he, he picked was, Appleton. Well, that's what he was like two years old when they moved to Appleton. Oh, okay. His father was a rabbi, and that's where he was assigned. That's not a so joke. Ba- <laughs> that's, so he, that's, so he basically grew up there still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he denied being an immigrant because you know that's embarrassing to someone like him who was such a proud American. American. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But uh, I've always wanted to get to Appleton, to the one Houdini Museum, but I've never been there. Um, I've actually never been to the museum there, the Houdini Museum. Is that where they do this seance every year? No, they used to. Um, They might do one there now, but the official Houdini Museum used to be in Niagara Falls, USA. I'm sorry, Niagara Falls, Canada, on Clifton Hill, which is right near where I live. And I used to go to that museum like three times a week, every week for like years. I loved that place because I'm a Houdini nut. And then it burned down and almost all of his things were destroyed. But the few surviving things are in that museum in Appleton now, so I've always wanted to get there. No, there's a few stuff that we have here in Britain. We have a pair of his handcuffs. Yeah, some of his cuffs exist in other places, but... I was actually dumped by a girl because of the Houdini Museum once. That's an interesting story. Oh, what, what, should she object? Well, she objected that I made her go there three times a week for like, you know, a year. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she was stupid anyway. But she knew everything about Houdini, I could tell you that. <laughs> you, should, you know the first obnoxious uh, message we had? That was from her, wasn't it? It might have been. But back to the paranormal. <laughs> what is the freakiest shit you saw on a ghost hunt? Huh. That's for all three of you, because I know Lauren's done some of the public ones. Yeah, um, it's not something that I've seen. It's something that I've heard. Farts? No. <laughs> um, I did um, a ghost hunt in Carmarthen Castle, and that used to be a prison and we were in the condemned cell, and our, a group of us heard somebody, as if they were lying, there was like a replica bed there, as if they were lying on the bed, and it sounded like snoring. So you found a ghost with sleep apnea? It, no, I was thinking, could it have been a death rattle? Like, you know, because they would have, when they got hanged. Yeah, they would have had a death rattle. And, yeah. And by the so, way, Krista, mm-hmm. we don't say hung, we say hanged. <laughs> okay. Lauren made that quite clear in an episode recently <laughs> when she was talking about three monks that were hanged, and I kept asking how she knew about the size of these three hung monks. <laughs> Jeez. We'll keep that in mind. So, 
I think it it wasn't snoring, but when you hear it, it sounded like snoring. But then when you think about it the next day and you're not in the moment, you're thinking it would have been weird to hear someone snore. So it was a death rattle. That's my opinion. I could see that. I totally could see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's freaky. What about you guys? You seen anything freaky like that? never really seen anything i mean the freakiest thing that happened to me was kurt and i were investigating alone and when it was we slept there it was a place that we had investigated multiple times and we became really good friends with the owners and so we would sleep there after the investigation was done which is just crazy if you think about it but (laughs) i had something come and breathe very loudly in my ear for like 10 seconds. Yeah, but that could have been Kurt. It was <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, he was sleeping. I checked afterwards after I it, could breathe It was again. not Kurt. It was not no. Kurt. Kurt was sleeping. But that, that I still remember. I mean, this is probably close to, I don't know, eight years ago? When was the last time we investigated? It was a long time ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. you were. I remember when you told me about it, how freaked out you were. Did it feel good? It was ex- no. It was ex- <laughs> it was extreme. It felt extremely intentional. Like I am here, and you are gonna know that I'm here right now. Was it like a get off my land type of thing? I don't know what it was. It just was very much. I'm I'm making you aware of my presence, and I'm really close to you right now, <laughs> like in my ear. I'm surprised I couldn't feel breath in my ear. Hmm. It was freaky. It wasn't like, you know, the, the, the heating ductor. No, this was a humongous room. It was, it, it literally sounded like, like crazy loud, like that in my ear. And I even held my breath thinking, oh my God, what if it's me? I held my breath and I was so scared. I started sweating and I was lying on my side and I felt a drop of sweat move sideways across my neck because I was so scared. It was, it was crazy. And did you go back to sleep after this? I think eventually I did. I n- I'm, I'm a, I've never gotten the hang of sleeping just in general. I'm a horrible sleeper. So I never slept more than it's, a couple it's hours. Not, it's not an easy skill to acquire. No, it's not. <laughs> not not for me. It never has been. My husband could fall asleep standing up anywhere. But me, I, conditions have to be just right. Um, but no, maybe an hour or two I slept that night. But that's pretty typical for, you know, a ghost hunt. Kurt, what about you? Creepy ghost story. I, I know what you're going to say, Kurt. Which one? The man. No, because that wasn't an investigation. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, my creepiest investigation one was, uh, it, wasn't, it was a public thing. It was at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, oh, yeah. Ohio. And uh, I don't know if they still do it or not, but they used to open and then you could pay... 50 bucks or whatever you could spend the day and all night there doing an investigation but there were tons of other people there and we were there it was me a girl named barry that was in our group and another guy named matt from our group and uh taps from the show ghost hunters had been there i think a couple months before we had been there and they kept seeing things by this one specific cell so they took a magic marker and put an X on the cell where they kept seeing stuff. So at one point, the three of us went to look for this cell in one of the wings of the prison. And 
right when we started doing that, they did a announcement over the loudspeaker that the pizza had showed up for everybody to eat. So everybody headed out to eat pizza. So it was just the three of us in that wing. I know for a fact that there was nobody else there. So we finally found the cell where Taps had put the X on it where they kept seeing things. And we're like, cool. I think we took a picture of it or whatever. And then we started walking down the walkway to go get pizza with everybody else. And Barry was ahead of me. And all of a sudden, she elbowed me in the stomach. And she said, Kurt, shut off your light and look ahead of us on the walkway. What do you see? So I shut off my flashlight. And ahead of us on the walkway, maybe like 50 feet, 60 feet, there was just the silhouette of a man standing there facing us. So we're looking at this. And the the figure is just standing there looking at us. And after a little bit, he turned really slowly sideways, and he stepped into one of the cells. And we went down and looked at the cell, and there was absolutely nothing in there. Dude but just, all, th- dude all three of us pizza. saw it. <laughs> yeah, all three of us saw it. Some There was something on that walkway that turned and stepped into a cell, and there was nothing in the cell. So that was probably the one time that I saw something on an investigation. And it was creepy. I mean, that's that's one of those things that it's like, wow, you know. Now my Larry King question: Did you go and get any pizza? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course we did. You know the infamous Larry King. What about the groceries question, right? No. He was interviewing a girl who had been kidnapped and you know taken prisoner and all this stuff, and she was telling the story about how she was walking home with a bag of groceries, and the car pulled up and grabbed her and kidnapped her, and he's like, "What about the groceries?" <laughs> Is that like me always wondering if the dog's okay? Yeah. So, uh, did you did you get any pizza? I did get pizza. Uh, was it good? It was okay. Yeah, it's not buffalo pizza. Uh, you still got. I got to come out there and try this buffalo pizza. What you got to try? Ready for Lauren to get mad at me again? What you got to uh, try is duck wings. <laughs> is is that the stuff you're trying to get for free all the time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Duff's wings, the greatest wings See? in the world. I can't, that's that's the worst thing about COVID. Other than the people dying, which is terrible. Not having Duff's wings is like the next worst thing. What about the casinos being cursed? That's the third worst thing. Because <laughs> the one casino actually has a Duff's in it. I could get Duff's wings at the casino. A boneless chicken wing. I like boneless. I don't like bones and chicken. Ah, you don't know what you're, you would you would you would Duff's. See, to me Chicken wings are way too much work for so little payout. Not at Duff's. Now, remember, Kurt, you also said you don't like sponge candy, and what happened when you tasted bottle oh, of sponge you candy? you sent us very good sponge candy. Oh, 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 yeah, best sponge candy in the world. Best I wings. will go on record as saying that that was the best sponge candy I've ever had. Oh. It was delicious. Yeah. Now, the wings are even better. Have you ever looked at pictures of people from Buffalo where all fat? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Wisconsin? Have you seen people in Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh, dude. A lot, a lot of we cheese, but... Eat a lot of cheese. Yeah, but buffalo people were just fat because the wings are so good. And the roast <laughs> beef on Weck and, and the Salem's hot dogs in the sponge candy. So what makes buffalo pizza different? Um, It's kind of an... It's a hybrid kind of of Chicago and, and New York pizza. It's not a deep dish, It's just, and it's not real flat. But apparently, and I was reading this, and maybe it's just internet made-up shit, but because of the water supply here, it adds something weird to the yeast. Could have something to do with Love Canal, who knows? But it <laughs> makes the dough different, 
And uh, we just use different ingredients than most people. We use a different kind of pepperoni. We use a different kind of mozzarella. It's just phenomenal. Buffalo pizza is the best. I'm going to have to get out there sometime and try it. Oh, you'll love it. And what sucks is like, like you know that guy who does that uh, pod, not the podcast, it's like an internet show where he goes around and tries pizza from every place? Yeah. When he came to Buffalo, they sent him to like two places that were just like touristy. It's like, you're not oh. going to get the best pizza there. No, you need to go to like a small yeah, mom and pop type place. Yeah, I'll take you to where they get the good pizza. In Buffalo, everyone wants to go to a, a different wing place because it's the inventor of the chicken wing, the birthplace of the chicken wing. And I'm not going to say its name because I don't like it that much and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be rude. But Understandable. Uh, yeah, but Duff's, best in the world. Hint, hint, Duff's. <laughs> you looking for a sponsor? I, uh, not a sponsor. I just want free food. <laughs> And if I get free food, from, we'll send you. We'll have Duff send you wings for a taste test. That would be awesome. <laughs> but I know you don't do spicy. No, nope. He's offended by spice. If I know it's coming, I'm okay with it. And if it's not terribly spicy, I've I don't like jalapeno spicy. I no. like like Tabasco spicy is okay. You ever have Frank's hot sauce? Yeah, not a fan. Okay, that's a buffalo hot sauce. Frank's, you gotta... think with when people buy Frank's in a bottle outside of Buffalo, they don't realize that you're supposed to change the, the, the temperature of Frank's with butter. You actually put butter in Frank's to make it more mild and stuff like that and change flavors, but Duff's is the best. Yeah, it, I, I, I should just do Fat Guy from Buffalo podcast because... <laughs> We love our food. I have a friend from Orlando who comes into Buffalo a couple times a year for work. Same company I work for, and he says we're all Vikings here. Just these big, <laughs> giant, fat Vikings that live in Buffalo. I, 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 wings are real hit or miss with me. They really are. Well, yeah, if you're eating chain wings or... Ugh. I gotta go back to paranormal stuff because I know Lawrence is going, <laughs> you gotta stop it with the, with the pandering for wings. I've told you what to do. Get your brother to go in there and say, I've heard a, a, a raving review about you on this podcast. <laughs> and then they'll give you free stuff. Okay, first off, if my brother ever went in to get the wings, do you think any of us would ever see one of those wings? No. No. <laughs> he would take them all down. Oh. See, now, I, I, go ahead. the name of this? Duffs? Duffs. Yes, I need to jot that down and check that out. Oh yeah, it's 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 the best. What I'm I'm looking it up right now. Because they're the best. <laughs> I'm gonna just sing the song from Karate Kid. Did you catch that? <laughs> I heard yes. that. And I hate that movie. How can um, anybody hate the Karate Kid? What? Are, are you well mentally, Brian? Uh, come on. Karate Kid oh. sucked. For those listening that just heard the ooh, <laughs> I just posted a link to uh, Duff's Wings on our on our little uh, chat box here. And all of a sudden, just po- all of a sudden, it just popped up on my screen. That was interesting. Yeah. Oh look, I see. I see gift cards. Are you hinting, Brian? Your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my, my birthday's too far away. How many wings can you eat in a sitting? Actually, me, I, it's ridiculous. I am like the, the craziest weird fat guy that I get full real quick. 
like, I can't eat much of anything in one sitting, except crab legs I could eat, like, nonstop. <laughs> and I've had crab leg eating contests where I had my ass kicked by a, by a tiny little Asian woman. But that's <laughs> beside the point. But Duff's, like, if I go to Duff's, I can only eat, like, eight of them. Wow. My brother will take down 20. They're all huh. so good. Like, they, they say that they'll ship, they'll ship Duff's anywhere. I'd like to try. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, interesting. So, now, I, I gotta do a, a proper little interview thing here. How did the two of you decide to hook up for the strange sessions? That's all Krista. Krista, you can tell that story. Well, I, yeah, I was already doing Paranormal Palaver with my friends Jeff and Joel, and I don't know, I guess I just kind of said to Kurt one day, hey, you and I, because he came on the show as a guest, and I think I just said, we should do a show together, and I don't know, I kind of had to talk him into it a little. <laughs> you did. You yeah, did. he was nervous about it, he wasn't sure it was something he would like or be good at, but once I convinced him and we came up with a name, and I don't know. Just kind of took off. I'm telling you, it, and I'm, I'm telling anyone listening, it's the best show in podcasting right now. Oh, thank you so much. And, and yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke up beers because you're here, because I say this when you're not here, <laughs> if you listen to shows. <laughs> I am the biggest skeptic in the world, the most non-believer in anything paranormal. I used to work for, for PSYCOP, the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. And the Center for Inquiry. I, you know, years I used to work for those groups. But yet I stumbled upon your show and I said, this is the best friggin' podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> well, thank you. We get that. It's, it, Krista and I still don't understand why people listen. I know, I know. You know, it still blows our mind that anybody does. Well, it's because the, it's... You know, people have said that they, they, a lot of people said that they feel like they're in the backseat of a car listening to their two best friends in the front seat talk about mm-hmm. something. That's how I described it to Lauren that when I was first telling her to listen to the show, I said, even if you don't care about the topic they're going to be talking about, it's just like listening to when you go out for coffee with a bunch of friends and two friends just take over the conversation. That's what it's like. <laughs> I said you could tell that they're friends on the air. You could tell they're just having fun, and it's just it, it's a let your hair down, have fun, and then you take the topic seriously, except for the giggling girl sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's Rhonda, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's you. Well, you got the uh, you got the... Uh, we our bad review where somebody said you were a stupid millennial. Oh, that one? Yeah. Then there was one where Rhonda was on, and they said that the two girl, the one guy sounded like a frat boy, and the two girls were giggling at everything he said. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, how do I sound like a frat I don't boy? Know. I don't know. Oh, no, bra. Bra. It's bra. What's up, bra? <laughs> there you go. We do kind of take everything seriously, and I feel like we, you know, we don't put on airs. We don't try to be something we're not. We just, no. you know, the only one that we basically shit on from the start was flat earth um, oh was, oh yeah that yeah yeah yeah. as far as like making fun of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's okay because since the world is round that shit will just fall right off eventually <laughs> exactly uh-huh. exactly well yeah, i think we just try to be really genuine and and authentic and i don't know i like when kurt leaves mistakes in there like one of us fumbling over the words so many podcasts are edited like over edited and you I think that we 
maybe come across as genuine because we leave stuff like that in there a lot of the time. I I love it. I, I even stole one of your things is that at the end of every episode of our show, right after the theme music stops, there's always an Easter egg of Lauren saying something really bizarre and out of context at the end of the show. <laughs> it's always me. Why is it always me, Brian? Because it's so adorable. Because <laughs> we get these emails that say, you know, you guys both know your shit, but Brian can kind of be obnoxious, but I want Lauren to read bedtime stories to me. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. So we take Lauren with that charming accent, and we always take just a little phrase that's just out of context, sounds very bizarre, and I tack it on the end. like uh, well, They used to be little clay people. Yeah, they used to be little clay people, or, and now you have murder hornets, ha ha ha. I don't know how our, our, our things at the end started. We just had like a funny clip one day, and we're like, screw it, let's just put it after the music. Yeah, and I totally we- stole that from you. Yeah, we did that on Paranormal Palaver a lot. I think a lot of our episodes had a little secret thing at the end. So maybe that's where the idea came from. But it's kind of fun. I feel like we don't really do that. We don't have we don't screw up as much as we used to. Uh-huh, look at that. Uh, we're so good. We're so professional. <laughs> Brian, Brian and Lauren suck. They make so many mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We still screw up. We just leave it in. Yeah, I tend not to cut things out. Um unless I forget to hit record, you know, then that obviously gets left out or but no, it's still, it just amazes us how much people enjoy listening to it. It's so good. Laura, I got Lauren hooked on it. She ordered the moon yeah. pies. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it's, a lot of people surprisingly didn't like it at first too. It was like one of those things where there were a couple people that are like, they didn't like it, but then they listened to it again, and all of a sudden something clicked, and they liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't like that we do taste tests, and that was just one of those things that just kind of ended up happening that we didn't even plan on being a part of the show, but yeah. some people liked it so much that now we kind of have to do it. I'm iffy on the taste test, because I love the taste test, but I don't like that it just became a gross-out thing, when people just wanted to send you shit that you obviously didn't want to eat. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I, Although I, start... I think some people love that. They love hearing us freak out over something disgusting. I think it should be, you're from a different area. Here's something that our town's famous for. Try it. Like the moon pies. Like when they sent the moon pies. Like the moon pies. Like um, the sponge candy. The sponge candy. Uh, the, yep. um, uh, there was another one that was really good. It was, oh, the Vegemite from Australia. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. It's not to gross out. It's like, here's what we're famous for. Try it. Yep. That's what it should be. I think I think a fair number of people do that, realize that, and they send us good things. Unless it's fish flavored. Oh, but then somebody's like, "This sounds horrible. Let's send it to them, see what they think." Speaking mm-hmm. of fish flavored, I'm an anchovy freak. I think it's. Oh, I hate anchovies. I everyone who looks at me knows that I'm like, oh, look at that Irishman. You know, he's six <laughs> foot five. He's incredibly pale with red hair, and but I'm also like half Italian. Like and people don't realize that because I'm two feet taller than every Italian in my family, <laughs> but I have inherited a few of these like Italian like taste buds, and I am like the biggest anchovy freak I've ever met in my life. I will put anchovies. I make anchovy omelets. I I've it. tried them and I just don't. But I saw on the news yesterday they just discovered there were prehistoric saber tooth anchovies. <laughs> And they are the freakiest looking thing I've ever seen. 
and I bet they're delicious. I was just going to say, you'd still eat one, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You know, the, 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 the closest living descendant to the Tyrannosaurus Rex, do you know what it is? I do. do you? I don't. Is it you, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> my, arms, my arms are much longer. It's the chicken. Oh, that makes sense, actually. So, that tells me Tyrannosaurus was delicious. <laughs> That's what my brother always says. Can you imagine? Can I have a Tyrannosaurus breast? <laughs> that would last a long time. That'd be tipping Fred Flintstone's car over every day in my world. Right. <laughs> I actually love Caesar salad. Yeah. I order Caesar everywhere I go, and authentic Caesar dressing has anchovies in it, and I love that. But I don't know that I'd have an anchovy omelet. No, it's actually very good. I mean, I know they add a saltiness um, and a depth of flavor to a lot of recipes. They get put into a lot of sauces and things like that where they just melt in. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to eat them out of a can or anything. I've done that. I've had a can of anchovies for dinner. uh, They're they're good for you. Oh, yeah, they are. The threes, they're really good for you. But disguise it in some dressing, then I'll eat it. Giant movies. Look that up. I just sent it to you. They look delicious off the topic of anchovies that's what i love about your show is that i am the biggest skeptic i don't believe in anything i love it i've been addicted to paranormal stuff since uh, i don't know being a kid's watching in search of episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. never bought into it but i love it but i can't it, but i can't listen to paranormal podcasts because the people take themselves way too seriously and your show's the only one I've ever seen where, you know, you call a spade a spade. If you think something sounds bullshit, you're like, yeah, I, I think this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's been yeah. quite a few where we go into it, or at least I go into it, then after researching it, it's like, no, this isn't true. Yeah, and, 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 and that's also not just paranormal. You know, you do the missing persons, you do the paranormal, you do the freaky stuff, and uh, I, I, I'm addicted to it. Well, thank you. Lauren's been listening to the show. They're, they're pretty interesting because you don't get a lot of paranormal stuff here in the UK that's objective. So again, like Brian, you know, it's it's a continuous standard that you're very objective about the paranormal topics that you cover. And I think that's like the best. Well, thank you. But I mm. think you got to do it with an, another Flat Earth show. But now that you have <laughs> Skype, you can actually bring a Flat Earther on. Oh, I, that would just be so awkward. would not it want to would. do that. It would be so brutal. I don't it know. It would be. I've seen them protesting. They In this in the city centre in Swansea, they were protesting there. How they had their little board about how we're being lied to about uh, the earth being round. And then you look on the website and they say, we have members all around the globe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, we, we had, uh, we had uh, Aaron Ra came on our show a couple months ago. Uh, one of the uh, the great scientific atheist speakers and world-renowned lecturers. And we invited, we said, look, we're not trying to play favorites here. We'll bring, you know, an apologist on the show, too. We'll bring anybody on if you want to counter this discussion. And I don't know if I could actually sit through an episode with one of them. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Ooh, they're brutal. But we haven't had any takers. Uh, no, we had a couple hate mails, but no takers. <laughs> that the people were shocked that I was shocked. Yes, that that, that baffled people. And then, and then they were like, yeah. you're, you're terrible. I'm like, well, Lauren's on the show saying right to him she's a Christian. It's not like we were being biased. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you got to flat earth, bring them back. 
the thing is though is in when you study religion in the uk they're like well you know you've got to consider the fact that the bible is an edited piece of work that was edited by a council of men mm-hmm. so it's got to take it as their the the allegories and you can't like six you know six days or seven days it's not meant to be literally seven days but you they had to condense it to write a story that people would understand i will give them this for their editors uh I have read the Bible, unlike most people. <laughs> I've actually read it, and uh, I have found very few spelling errors. <laughs> they have you know, I, I remember one of the best things I've ever heard about the Bible was actually from the show South Park, <laughs> where it was like a horrible episode about priests molesting children and stuff. But at the end of the episode, you know, the kids basically say, look, the Bible isn't some magical cure-all it's a book of how to it's a book of stories about how to live your life according to the christian way it's not some magical thing and i just thought that was a really good summation yeah mm-hmm. yeah because we all know the real magic is duff's wings <laughs> <laughs> they're magical they're wonderful hint hint but what, what i don't like is that you've got the only real baptist i know that sort of challenge the atheist is Kent Hovind. Oh boy. And he will say things like, oh, Latin's a dead language. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Latin is the only language that the Bible was in for a very long time. You know, people had, people died to have it translated into English. And you can't just sort of rubbish Latin because that is the whole language of Christianity. This is yeah. so hard. It's just so hard because that's one of those things that it's very, very hard to find people that can hear the opposing viewpoint and be like, well, yeah, I understand where you're coming because it's just one of those things that's so ingrained in people that if your if your beliefs are questioned, you're immediately offended. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would love to bring you know? someone on to defend, but some of the people that want to defend are just, they're really wacky. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's not only that, it just seems that you're having arguments i know i've said this before but you're having arguments that we solved hundreds of years ago because america's a young country we're hundreds of years behind you but you had religious intolerances and you know stuff that happened here but we haven't even evolved to the poisoning stage yet (laughs) (laughs) that's coming you'll miss all that out i'm sure yeah we got guns we got a lot of guns in america no, because we figure at some point on our show we're going to have to tackle life after death, and then that's going to kind of become a religious issue. It it when, when I'm researching something and I have to bring up religious things, then I always kind of get a little nervous that it's going to piss somebody off. It is, and, 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 and that's the thing, because no matter what side you take on it, let's say you decide to go at it from the angle of being a religious believer. Well, if you're not believing the right religion, they're going to be pissed. If you're yeah. not believing the right denomination, they're going to be pissed. If you're a non-believer, they're going to be pissed. It's, it's a really weird... See, on a history show, we have to discuss it, too. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of history, you know, is based on religion. It's very hard, though, because it's just so much of what makes up a person's everything. You know, I have a very good friend who is hardcore, hardcore religious. And with that comes the whole homosexuality is a choice. And she recently became friends with somebody who is gay. 
and she is having a very hard time coming to terms with what she thought was maybe not correct. You know, and it's hard to watch her go through this because this is, you know, questioning so much about you have taken in yourself as a belief, as like a firm belief. And to kind of see that come down, get destroyed a little bit is really hard. And I think that's why people are afraid to have their viewpoints challenged, even if it makes sense, you know? It's personal, you know? Well, the fun, one of my f- best friends in the world is um, this guy, Jay. And he, gay Jay, it rhymes. I love that. I never even thought about it till just now. Um, but we were talking recently, and I didn't know that he was very religious. Well, he came to religion through um, AA. He had a substance abuse problem as a teenager and, you know, got sober and has lived his life through AA and sobriety, which we said you down a religious path. So I asked him, how do, you, uh, how do you reconcile the fact that you're so gay with being so religious? And he said, I'm not gay, my husband is. <laughs> that was his answer. That's and awesome. I, and I love that answer. I always tell him I'm not gay, but I would take his husband in a heartbeat because I watched his husband bring him dinner at the cigar shop. And I'm like, that is wonderful. If you ever want to see Sarah bringing you dinner. No. Sarah's not bringing me dinner at the cigar shop. Jay's yeah. husband brings him dinner at the cigar shop. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, but I can't believe you guys haven't been questioned more about it just talking ghosts because that's a life after death thing. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't but popped I think its it, head up yet. <laughs> it's only, in, in Kurt's words, it's only one theory. It's only one explanation of many possible explanations for what a ghost or paranormal activity is. Yeah, and, and ghosts, for some reason, don't get pigeonholed into the life-after-death religious angle. Somehow they got their own subgenre. Well, a lot of Christians feel that ghosts don't exist. That's mm-hmm. not a thing. I mean, in their minds, it's it's demons or it's or it doesn't exist. So... For a lot of people, there is no religious connotation to it, because, you know, the Bible says. So what are ghosts? That, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> ghosts, all that ghosts are, do you remember the Time Life books commercials from the early 80s, where the girl claimed she saw all the ghosts? Mm-hmm. That's what I always think of as ghosts, that really wide-eyed, weird, stone-looking girl talking about seeing ghosts. Yeah. I mean, I've I've... On investigations, I know Krista has too. We've experienced enough things that we know there's something going on. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's ghosts. I don't know if it's psychic stuff that we're doing. I don't know, but I know that's so enough stuff has happened that something is going on. I just don't or know what it is. It all, you know. I, I I never say that it's not possible. I mean, anything is possible, but it also could be psychological. Oh, it could be. It could be. But it's fun, isn't it? Yes. It is fun. <laughs> it is fun. I mean, when you go on an investigation, either way, you're hanging out with your friends. So if nothing happens, you're still having fun. Yes. And that's why I want to go to Zach Bagans' museum for fun. I would. We rip on him a lot on our show, but I would love to go to that museum and see some of this stuff. I really oh, would. I would, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can I go with you because it's in Vegas? <laughs> we'll leave you at the casino. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. even see you. Yeah. We wouldn't even see you. I have no desire to go to the museum, but I will. I think I could find something to do. 
don't you even want to go and say that you've seen the portrait made out of Charles Manson's ashes? No. Not if there, not if there's a sports book within 100 miles. <laughs> and also, um, one of the dolls that came from a paranormal investigator in England, she wrote a book about it, Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would love to see this stuff. I really would. Although I would like to see Robert the doll down in Florida. Robert the doll would be cool. Robert. You better ask permission to take his photo. Oh, uh, Robert. Indeed. What about Annabelle? I'd like to see Annabelle. Mm-hmm. I just want to see Robert. I think Robert's got it going on. Robert's my man. Do you guys believe in Robert the doll? I don't know. I, I, so many things I need to see for myself. Yes. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I do know that they, 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 you know, you leave Robert gifts, and it's became fashionable to leave Robert joints. Yeah, that I heard. And the joints always seem to disappear. <laughs> wow. I, I honestly don't know what I think of that about this. Actually, I don't even think Krista even knows. We're recording tomorrow morning again, and the topic we're doing tomorrow morning kind of ties in with this a little bit. With Robert? So, no, not not technically Robert. But the topic that we're going to be doing tomorrow morning is haunted or cursed paintings. Yeah. (laughs) No, and that gets into, you know, like, I don't know what I think of it. After reading some of these accounts of things that would have some of these paintings, part of me can understand where an artist is putting himself so much into that painting that he's imbuing it with something. And I feel like that with dolls, too. Like, when... We were kids. Me and my brother were kids. We had stuffed animals that all had personalities and all this and that. So you're giving them such, I don't want to say energy, but you're just putting so much on this thing that I could kind of see them taking on some sort of energy. So I I just don't know where I stand. I could see where a doll or something like that could become haunted. Mm -hmm. But like Krista said... I would have to see something for myself before I would believe it. But would you ask his permission to take his picture? No, I would just take his picture and see what happens. In my mind, I might be asking. <laughs> <laughs> so we know. I, I would people yeah, who are better safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I'd be like, "Aha! I'm not going to ask his permission." And then I'd get them like, "Can I take your picture, please?" <laughs> exactly. And he'd say, "You're not going to poison me, are you?" I hear a UK accent. I feel like mm-hmm. dolls are one of those things that are kind of inherently creepy for some reason. Totally. They're like clowns. I don't I, I don't know if it's like a uncanny valley thing where they look like they're human but they're not. It's I don't the know. Dead eyes. It's, and yeah. the eyes that like watch you no matter where you are in the room. Yeah. You oh know. My. Yeah. Dolls are creepy. Like at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> those eyes are just watching you all the time. At the strip club. If there was a strip club with a haunted doll, that would be cool. A haunted sex doll? <laughs> a haunted sex doll. That wouldn't be cool at all. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty surprised that a ripperologist hasn't come out with a theory of a haunted sex doll. I'm surprised too. I've actually never heard of that, a haunted sex doll. No. I think we wrote a new script. <laughs> I think so. Well, a man solves the Jack the Ripper murders through a haunted sex doll. <laughs> haunted sex doll in a movie would be instant, instant hit. Get this on Netflix. You that's have like, to do something. That's like better than Quiet Place or 
Bird Box. Oh, Sharknado. I liked Sharknado. My friend was in Sharknado too. Really? Yeah. I liked Sharknado. Actually, I thought it... he's in Quiet Place too as well. I've never seen a Quiet Place. It's good. It's a lot like Bird Box, actually. The oh. second one uh, has been delayed, the premiere, because, um, you know, he was supposed to be at the red carpet premiere, but, of course, COVID knocked that off. But uh, he has a part in Quiet Place 2. I should check out the first one. I, uh, I, I have to admit, I've never seen the first one, but my brother did watch it and said he thought it was scary. Yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. Speaking of scary, before we go, because I know it's about time to wrap up, but did Kurt ever watch The Exorcist? No, I haven't. Nobody saw Poltergeist, so baby steps here. <laughs> I tried telling him. Now, Lauren, you've seen The Exorcist many times. I have, yeah. And, and Chris, I'm assuming you've seen it. Oh, yes, yeah. It is one of my favorite movies ever made. And I do not think it's a horror film. I don't look no. at it as a horror film. And yet everyone says it's the scariest movie ever made, and I don't even think it's a horror film. So, Kurt, Kurt you got to watch it. I don't know I don't know what my thing is with that movie, to be honest with you. It I scares think I the heard, shit out of most people. I've heard so much about it. I heard about the subliminal messages, and I've heard about this and that. And I don't know. I should I just man, man up and of, watch it. I think there's a lot of tension. So you just have this sense of anxiety through it. I wouldn't... Yeah, it's a very slow-paced movie. It's a slow burn, yeah. And I think that a movie like that back in the day was much scarier than watching it now. Like, if I I haven't watched it since I was probably in my early 20s. If I watched it again now, I'd probably be like, oh. No, I I think if if the topic scares you... Yeah, I agree with that. That it will will still scare scare you to this day. And you take into it what you take into it, and you take out of it what you take out of it. Because... The way Lauren, who comes from a religious background, would watch it is not the same way I'm watching it. It's a different effect on us. To me, it's the, the movie's not even about the possessed girl. That's just in the background for me. Um, but it's a really good movie, and I think you should watch it because we need you to do a film review on it. Okay, I, I would watch it because I've had a lot of people tell me that I need to watch it. I've um, seen enough clips of it. I mean, I've seen... You know, the crab walk down the stairs that or whatever. That was stupid, and it wasn't even in the original version. No. That I heard. Yeah. And, and then I was just watching the clips. There's a reason they cut it. <laughs> there's a, one of the guys in the movie is an actual serial, serial killer. Found out after the movie was made. Yeah, one of the technicians. The yes, yeah. 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 So I watched some of those scenes to see that guy. But Yeah, what, what what's amazing about it is you've got some of the finest acting um, you'll ever see. Nakon Sito in the film is so brilliant, and you will swear he is this 90-year-old priest, and in reality, he was younger than both of us. <laughs> Seriously. Depressing. When he made that movie, he was younger than us. Wow. I will watch it, and I will get back to you. Alright, but we're, we're, we're going to have to sign off soon, so Krista, before yes. we go, anything, anything you want to say to the, the history audience, or do you want to curse just because you can? <laughs> No, I'm just, this was, you know, fun. Thanks for having us. It and was fun. Yeah. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, this okay, is well. just, no topics. We just want, we want to entertain people during lockdown, so. This is the first time we've been on another podcast other than yeah. our own, so mm-hmm. it's kind of Yeah, and that's why different. I didn't want a topic. No pressure. Just, let's just shoot the shit. 
yeah, if there's a time you guys want to do a paranormal topic, we would gladly come on and talk. We will. Let us. Uh, we, we will. will. We also we will be having a podcast wife swap. Oh yes, <laughs> the podcast wife swap. And uh, Krista, I'm lining up one of the world's uh, foremost Bigfoot researchers, one of the most famous Bigfoot researchers in the world, who's willing to do the show with us. Nice, Lauren. Whatever you want to do, we can talk about. Hmm. I I think I'm quite interested in. Maybe haunted dolls. Maybe. Okay, I would. I would yeah. gladly do haunted dolls. All right. So, from Brian in Buffalo, and Lauren in Swansea in the UK, and our guests Krista and Kurt in wonderful Wisconsin. Go ahead. Try to get your stay strange together. See if you can do it. <laughs> oh God, we just can't. We no. can't over Skype. We have tried over Terrible. Skype, and we cannot. We have to be looking at each other across the table to do yeah. it. Yeah, so we cannot do a stay strange together. Uh, what if I count it out? One, two, three. Stay, stay strange. <laughs> See, yeah. we can't even do it with the count. All right. So from the bad timing, strange sessions, <laughs> Lauren and myself. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Stop putting me in positions, Brian. <laughs>